0: Welcome to Pop Culture Retro, which was recently voted the 15th Best Podcast by the residents of the Golden Years Retirement Community in Boca Raton, Florida. Each show will revisit some of your favorite pop culture memories with insider and outsider perspectives. Now, please help me welcome your hosts, Ike Eisenman and Jonathan Rosen.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Retro. Today, we are thrilled to welcome the managing editor of the popular website Mental Floss and the author of the fantastic new book, The Curious Movie Buff, a Miscellany of fantastic films from the past 50 years, Jennifer Wood. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
1: (laughs) Well, to start with Mental Floss is such a fun site. And for those who aren't familiar with it, can you tell us a little bit about what they do and which will lead into your book?
0: Uh, Yes, so uh, mental floss is indeed uh, it's it's a wide ranging site in terms of content, though that's a movie book that we're going to be talking about. Uh, We do history, science, uh, just, you know, pop culture, movies, TV, kind of like you name it. If it's if it's like a little minutiae bit of a story or a throwaway line you might read in a book somewhere. Like that's the story we want. We want to know more about like this totally random sentence that we read somewhere, and we delve into those kinds of stories a lot of times. So it oh, is, yeah. yeah it's, sorry, no. It's, it's it's it is a lot of fun. It's there's I don't. It's very hard to come up with a site like ours out there when people ask us like, oh, is it like a this or that? I'm like, mm, it's not really like like anything else out there
1: well that's the thing you could get lost I, I have many days get lost in that rabbit hole there and just like one one more article one more you oh know.
0: yeah I mean that's that's actually how I started working for mental floss is that I was I was back even when they had the print magazine it's like I was a voracious reader of it loved hmm. the site and at one point I kept thinking I, I want to pitch them something because like there's such fun strange ideas on the site that like this is the site that I want to write for and I pitched something and that was like almost 10 years ago I guess at this point <laughs> and started freelancing for them and then came on as an editor and have been doing that for I think we're we're headed into like the eighth year at this point so yeah. I've, I've been there for for a while man um, yeah yep. and it never gets, never gets boring, never gets old, never gets, uh, there's always a million weird ideas out there. So.
2: <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine how much fun it must be to, to, to work on that site. Cause I, I I'm, I, I have heard, heard of it, um, but not, not seen it until, um, until this got set up and then of course i yes i fell in the rabbit hole too and i keep every morning with my coffee now i'm just i'm clicking through everything so it's it's really a lot of fun we
0: we always joke that like we need to have sort of like set up a a twitter or something of like the outtakes of our meetings because like our editorial (laughs) meetings they might start at a very normal place you know it's like oh the olympics are coming up You know, we start talking about stories and then like we, you go from here to like here (laughs) into a bizarre place you never thought uh, you would, you would get. Uh, So we do have a lot of fun.
2: (laughs) Well, you definitely answered one of my questions about how long you've been there, but can you tell us a little more about uh, your responsibilities there and your path leading up? Leading up to mental Floss.
0: Yes, so I I feel like I like I've told this this story just a couple times recently, and people were always like that. That's kind of you know hmm. strange. Uh, so I had when I was like a I've always been a movie person. Uh, you know before we had before the curious movie buff we did have a we did a TV edition of the book basically that was oh. uh, TV shows of the past twenty years that came out last year. Um, as much as like I consider myself now more of like a TV viewer probably than I probably watch more TV than I do movies at this point uh just because TV has become you know so much more cinematic Uh in recent years um I was like a you know I was like a VHS kid I was a kid that grew up with like HBO and like all of the movies that came with that that played you know a hundred times a day, and it's like, yeah, I can quote Midnight Madness to you, you know like <laughs> you know uh, so we, um, but just as as a kid, like I, you know, um, again, it was like through cable and and stuff, I discovered movies. But then also, I discovered directors. And so, like whereas n- normal kids my age would be like wanting to see the latest Disney movie. I'd be like trying to get my hands on every Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin movie there was. This was like, wow, this is like amazing stuff. Um, You know, my dad got me really into sort of like John, he was a big like John Wayne Western guy. So I'd watch movies like that. Uh, He was war movie guy. So I, I, you know, I watched a lot of movies growing up and a lot of movies that I probably should not have watched. Um, <laughs> my my first movie memory I always talk about is seeing, it was like a repertory like drive-in and seeing The Shining and I think my <laughs> parents thought that we would be asleep by the time like the second movie started and I was just enthralled, you know, I just sat there um, and we were we're a big horror movie uh household especially growing up in that like vhs video store era that's kind of what you had a lot of but we would be like uh hey mom could you rent us a last house on the left it's called just like go on in and and you know the guy there knew that they were these were for like you know young children but he, he knew he could handle it too so um the that's the long version but uh (laughs) I went to you know I did not think of really like pursuing any sort of career in like writing or editing or movies or anything like that it just that was always the thing I gravitated to like when I wasn't studying or or whatnot and I had planned you know to go straight into like grad school to med school like that was my plan and my senior year of uh, I wanted to go more into like psychiatry and psychology but my senior year I was like you know I I, want to write about movies and every person I know you know my parents are probably like oh goodness (laughs) you know but every person I know is just kind of like all right yeah yeah good luck um (laughs) and I happened to i did get into publishing um not not movie stuff right away but with i started with a book publisher and within two years uh movie maker magazine if you're familiar oh, with them okay. uh they had a position available for a managing editor which you know i was i was probably like woefully underqualified for um, but had the passion and I knew that I, like you show me how to do something once and and I'm gonna yeah. like you know I'm gonna roam with it so I started working for Movie Maker um, and I was there for actually like a decade maybe a little bit over a decade so I went from like managing editor to editor-in-chief there and what was great about that was that for me Movie Maker was always about the making of movies it wasn't gossip it wasn't who's you know like we weren't talking about people's dating lives (laughs) that's never been of like interest to me you know I want to know like I geek out about cinematography and editing and production design and choices like that that are made so it was a very uh perfect fit for me to sort of just come in and write about movies or edit you know pieces of science pieces about movies that were not just like hey here's you know who's Brad Pitt dating like it just <laughs> that's never held an interest to me so um, when I left there I you know kind of wanted to still pursue keep within like the entertainment stuff and Mental Floss was like originally an, a, an attraction because they did have like that quirky factor too
1: that's for sure Mm -hmm.
0: like the stuff (laughs) that I I pick up on just like I I still do some I still do some freelance writing for other places like I do some work for like Wired and GQ and I'll do things like um I had written like an oral history of the Nightman Cometh episode of uh it's always funny you know and so like uh, those are the kinds of things I, I did uh, an oral history of guilt. I read that one. He's <laughs> uh, like karaoke scene in in uh, in Breaking Bad, you know, so like these are the kinds of things that in <laughs> my mind, like I think, gosh, am I the only person that's interested in this? And mental floss is like that, that friend that lets you know, like, no, you're not the only there are other strange people in the world like I have seen right yeah, <laughs> yeah it does it makes you feel like okay I'm not a total weirdo like maybe I am but there are lots of us so like you know score <laughs> well
1: I, I want to move on to the curious movie buff I, like I said to you before we started recording I love this book it was such a great book um, what it's kind of what mental force does in general, which is like compile different movie lists and then get a little information on each film. Some of the best of categories you have a musicals, midnight movies, sports movies, etc. all created to force the conversation. And we'll get into some of the individual discussions in a minute. I have your book up here. That's why it's like, but when did the idea for this come about to go beyond making this a website, just article to making this into a full blown book?
0: So we um, we work, this is actually the, third the third book in sort of like our curious series mm-hmm. so it's something that we did a bit in the past um kind of before my time we would had a few books that came out like, board, like trivia books board games we did some other you know products like that um we stopped for a while and then were approached I guess it was about three years ago now to do like a after the the print magazine had ended somebody came to us about doing another just like a special edition of the print magazine which we did it was sort of like it was a thing we did with barnes and noble but it was available sort of everywhere um and we then just started getting a lot of like people like readers just kind of like hey is it coming back Mm -hmm. um so we were the ones who were actually as much as we were talking about doing it the same time we were approached um by a couple of different publishers like hey you know we love your brand like do you guys have any ideas and it's just like don't ever ask a mental floss person <laughs> if you have ideas especially don't ask us for like one idea because if you ask us if we have ideas it's like you know you kind of take all like the old old school scroll and it's like well let me give you uh would you like a hundred or a <laughs> thousand uh, you know we're we're full of ideas so we sort of stumbled upon in terms of, you know, what our brand is, what we sort of dig into, what we like, what we're good at, is this kind of entertainment meets, uh, an entertainment, I mean, for the reader, like a, a story that sort of is entertaining and educational. And so like, our goal is always that, even if you're reading about a movie that you've watched a million times, you're reading about Jaws, or you're reading about The Godfather, um Mm -hmm. you walk away with something new you know some new piece of information maybe it's a new just like little bit of trivia or it's a new way to sort of look at the movie like or something that you didn't know before um so the first book we did in this curious series was the curious reader so a book about books then we did the curious t uh the curious viewer which was the tv and then Then came The Curious Movie Buff. Uh, So I think I'm actually very glad it sort of came third in the series just because the TV one, you know, you sort of get your bearings, you sort of like (laughs) way over deliver on word count. Um, And we actually, we limited that to the last 20 years. With Curious Movie Buff, like we went in with a much, a much better understanding of like okay I can't play around with these like words you know, as I can on the website you know if we want to publish a 20,000 word article on like Teddy Ruxpin you know like okay we can we can do that <laughs> nobody says we can't I mean I I don't know that we <clears throat> need that necessarily but uh you know so that this was for me like not more exciting it was just sort of like going in with a better handle on doing that um you know so it just became okay we're gonna do a movie book and then you know we talked about sort of what it would be and really my my main thing was that um it needs to be the past 50 years whereas with tv we did 20 years and that was fine I I would have liked to have gone back you know a little further into like that eliminated cheers you know which is one of my very favorite shows of all time so it's like you have to you know kind of kill your darlings a little bit there um but with this i just it's like we can't do a movie book and not have movies of the 70s in there for me like mm-hmm. that that wasn't it was kind of a, no, a non-starter um great <laughs> but um uh, i feel like i answered your question right i'm not <laughs> oh, sure Oh no
2: ab, ab, absolutely it, it's <laughs> i over answered like, your question this is like the make the making of the making of uh book <laughs> it's uh yeah and i i have to i have to gush on it for a second because jonathan sent it to me he sent me the email with the the, the the pdf version that i looked at saw the title thought oh this is interesting i said you know i'll just take a look at it and then i'll i'll read it over a you know, a couple sessions or whatever. I, it, I, I didn't get up from my computer till I had almost poured through the entire book.
3: I, then I, had to t- t- I had to
2: take a little break and come back and finish it. It's just fantastic. And it's so much fun. And I, I'm a huge uh, consumer of the, of the, of the making of stories. I mean, I just, I, I eat that stuff alive and, and, uh, and a big thing for me um, was always the D the commentary tracks on DVDs when, oh, yeah, when, absolutely. when that was a, a thing, I, I just absolutely loved hearing the behind the scenes stories. So considering all that, how long did it it, it take you to research all the movies and the categories that were included in the book? So
0: uh, that is a good question. So uh, some of the, so a lot of, I mean, if you look to the website, you'll find that, you know, obviously we're going to have a list on The Godfather. So, you know, or, or Jaws or things like that. So there's kind of, we took, we are, we, there was some content that already existed on the website, which we then repackaged. So it's not just like, oh, hey, we took what's here and moved it into book form. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is definitely content that, uh, you know, or that you'll sort of see like similar versions of. Obviously, again, it's going to be much, much longer and more in depth um, on the website than we could go. Uh, and then there are other you know maybe it's just like movies that we had not had a chance to write a list on or something movies we just felt like needed to be included in this book um, that that were in here so it was actually it was we weren't we didn't have to just start from scratch fortunately um you know we had a little bit of like we had a, a base that we could sort of our foundation we could start with so Um, the whole process of putting it together gosh uh, I'm gonna say was probably like six to eight months Mm -hmm. Um, and that might be a guess on my part Um, but you know so it was it was you know it's not obviously it's not just me that's doing it. it's our entire team and you mentioned the DVD commentaries um, which is actually one of like our key things that we we still go back and listen to like when we're doing a story you know when we're doing a list of facts about a movie we don't want we're not going to wikipedia you know we're not going to go to like imdb trivia and just because you will see that you know elsewhere it's not usually it's like incorrect or not totally correct um so we look for interviews with the filmmakers you know and not just again not just the directors the actors we look for stuff with like the cinematographers production designers these are like the little details um you know that we are interested in and it's like not only am I interested in them but it's 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 great because we can make our stuff that's like, a, that's a little bit different, um, you know, than, than what you might see on another website that probably also has a list of 25 facts about Jaws or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's always my goal. And if it's not, if I'm not the person writing it, I will actually ask people to like, when they're done, look for other lists and make sure that we are not repeating like the same facts that are like in the other these other lists. And it's sort of like, once you're done, go look at some other stories that are similar and just make sure like, you know, that we are not basically all like repeating the same facts.
1: <laughs> well, th- things like this are always so much fun to, to me. This is like what we do on this show too. We, when we talk about movies and we debate them, uh, but because most of this is subjective and based on taste, even while reading it, I thought either like great choice or I would have included this or that movie has no business being on the list. <laughs> so so you're the author, but you also credit others on the staff for helping you put it together. Mm-hmm. So how much of a vote was done in each category? Was it more like you're making the list and saying, here's what I think, and you're all wrong if you disagree?
0: Uh, I would love to do that, really, but I, I'm, I'm much more uh, democratic than that. So like, I also... the first stab that was actually a a very getting the feedback on like my first table of contents was a very uh it's kind of like a look into your soul you know into your cinematic soul in a way because the publisher comes back then with sort of like wow there's a lot of horror movies in here and there's a (laughs) lot of like you know um and it's just like oh yeah you're right so I was very Conscious and that number one, it, I didn't want it just to be movies that I love, you know. Even though if it was like a choice between two movies, <laughs> like, all right, maybe I have if I've got the power that maybe I'm choosing choosing mine. Um, one thing we we kind of decided right away was like, let's try and limit like one uh, if we're like a director just like to one movie so that it wasn't like the curious Martin Scorsese movie book you know what I mean because otherwise that was going to be the book that I would write um or you know we did sneak a couple in there I know that David Fincher has uh the social network and and Zodiac and Zodiac is definitely one of the movies and I've said this to other people I'm like that's the one like where I'm like, no, this must be in here. Um, Mm. Like that to me is, it's, it's a very perfect movie. Um, And it's one that, you know, I will watch again and again. Um, But something like the Coen brothers was really hard to pick just one movie um, because there are so many that I will watch again and again. Uh, I'm with you on that. (laughs) Yes.
1: I'm with you on that. I yeah, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I went with definitely. No Country.
0: I went with No Country for Old Men because I feel like it's it's kind. It's probably my favorite. But then it's like, then someone says Fargo, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my favorite. Or Inside Lou and Davis. It's like, yeah, that's kind of my favorite. <laughs> so they're they're all. It's kind of
2: it's, it's so difficult because I I totally agree with you about No Country for Old, Old Men. I, I I kind of get this this craving to see it, which is such oh. a very weird thing to say. I just think man, I want to be in that, in the mood of that film again. And, and, um, and then I'll, I'll revisit it for that. I don't do it so much with Fargo as much as I loved Fargo, but no country for old man just sucks me in. But you, you mentioned those, like those groups, um, Paul Thomas Anderson gets quite a few uh, mentions in, in your book, which I was so pleased to, to, to see. because
0: yeah. It could also be th- the curious Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson movie book. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I, yeah.
2: I mean, like, when he hits, he hits really hard. <laughs> but when he misses, he misses so bad that, <laughs> you know, I, do. I don't always necessarily trust when his name's on something. I have to give it some breathing room first. But, I, no, I was I, just glad to see it.
0: Yeah, I still even feel like his, like his, the movies that I love less of his, you know, that I don't love as much, mm-hmm. are still really good movies, I feel like. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm the only person that liked, um uh what was the Joaquin Phoenix not the master uh what the name is escaping me the pulpy uh
2: what was yeah, it I I can't remember the name of it either mm-hmm. and I couldn't get through the first 20 minutes of it I was just right. like I, I'm now I don't know I don't know what's yeah. I don't know what I'm missing here but I'm missing something so yeah, I don't remember the name I feel of it like
0: yet. I need to re revisit punch drunk love because <laughs> I yeah think that's one that didn't hit me so hard when I watched it like the first time and this is like a conversation that I've, I've had a few times now recently just talking about the book but something that I really it's it's really enjoyable to me now is that like how our our tastes change like over time and mm-hmm. what we've experienced in life and how you know something that maybe you loved you know, a long time ago, you see it and you're like, "Oh wow, that was a piece of shit." Am I allowed to? Swear? <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. yes, you are. Or you something that you didn't love, you know. And the same goes for TV. And I, I find that, um, I for some reason I decided to binge watch a TV. I decided to binge watch Six Feet Under, which. Is one of my favorite tv shows it mm-hmm. one of my favorite tv shows but i was like oh damn that is not a binge watch like do not <laughs> sit through like hours of that show so um so that was what was kind of fun about this book was just to sort of like it's not necessarily you know it, it's like m- like great movies of the last 50 years but we really also didn't want to put like the these are the the best movies of the you know these are like the absolute because you always get the inevitable you missed this one you know what I mean and it's like oh I miss I (laughs) miss movies like they're you know um which I know that you'd already said that like we want to talk about the misses. So I want to I want to hear the misses because
1: the the well no this I'm just just to this conversation alone right now the two of you are talking Cohen brothers movies and you're not giving props to Big Lebowski that's you well, know. <laughs>
0: got, wait I do yeah, think yeah. It's in, I think it's in there but I think it's it in, is in there in the best of like the night that was like my cheat was like okay we're gonna do like a best of the the seventies the eighties the nineties and that was like the the consolation prize that, you know it's, that's but, in my
1: top 10 films of all time period for me but it, i've watched it that so many times it, it,
0: it, well, i listen i've got nothing i have nothing <laughs> bad to say about the Big Lebowski. but yeah well, but it's well, also it, a different coen brother like you know? yes
1: well in each category just like what we're talking about you kind of have like one movie that's more prominent than the others and then get to you know the standalone treatment instead of you know, including them with the the rest of the films. Mm -hmm. So we get Back to the Future alone and then do the list of time travel movies, which, you know, of course, Back to the Future is like probably the preeminent time travel movie. But some of the categories can definitely be debated, like we were just saying, and we'll touch upon some of them. But like in musicals, you had all that jazz as the featured film. In sports, you had Rocky. So was there a criteria that made one stand out as the highlighted movie? Because when I think of musicals the last 50 years, I did love all that jazz, but I didn't put it near the top of my list at all. So yeah, what well, is that one that made it stand out to you?
0: It, it's funny. And so what was really great about this book is that our publishing team as well, um, we have uh, a person on, on the team who is like a big movie person. And so I I I love all that jazz. And I love like... I'm actually a very big music, like I'm, I'm a golden age musical, like Singing in the Rain, one of my favorite movies ever. Like I love like the total total old school uh, musicals. So when there are newer ones, I'm usually like a little skeptical, like La La Land, things like that. Like I'm just kind of, you know, I'm always curious as to how people are going to treat them. Um, what was funny is that when I sent over my list, someone it was again it was like sort of someone saying like my version of zodiac it was like can we get all that jazz in there i was like yes we can like yeah. i was thrilled to put it in there and really it was just kind of like i wanted to do have made sure we have more musicals in there so it kind of that was how that one really got got chosen was just like to kick this book off with all that jazz like i i liked that idea a lot i also think that it's one of our my big goals and, and hopes for the book is that people, um, especially younger people who are like reading it, you know, you'll you'll see these lists sometimes that are like the best whatever genre. And the movies tend to be like all within like the last 20 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's it's sort of like the bane of my existence sometimes where I'm like, okay, movies did not begin with like quentin tarantino like there, <laughs> there are movies that exist before that It's all bias yeah it's just yeah. sort of like yeah. so um so and, you know definitely all that jazz was like a yeah that's a that's a me movie um you know but at <laughs> the same time i did want to put um just movies in there like that that we wanted people to discover because it's so easy now like to basically find anything like I, I was saying to someone the other day I'm like I think the only movie that is like not easy to find on streaming is Suspiria the original Suspiria uh which which gets the full treatment in there because that again is one of it's actually my twitter like background it's just one of my <laughs> favorite movies like I just think it's so bonkers and beautiful and and everything that Dario Argento is um so yeah, so it was picking like the, it was kind of a matter of like, what would be interesting to people. And some of it was almost like the the link to Better Call Saul because um, <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> it was that sort of uh, informed it to a certain degree was that like, people don't know, like the it's Showtime, you know, like where it came from.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it felt like something that we could relate to, uh, to people. And also I just want people to watch that, like the finale of uh, of of all that jazz, like that last scene, um, which like almost killed Roy Scheider, like yeah. doing that, like, you know, he was sad that it was like the hardest thing he'd ever done in his life. Um, but it's like, I want everyone to watch Roy Scheider dancing uh, in in sequence, basically. That's, oh. that's my goal of the book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm I'm so with you, and I was so excited to see it actually be the first first pick because I, in so many of these movies, and we're going back. I know we're going back fifty years, and I'm a tad older. I got I saw most of them in the theater in their original release, and all that jazz was one of them, and I just absolutely was blown away by it, and and it's a it's a big big favorite of mine. Yeah, I'm a, ter- I'm a terrible stealer of, you know, of references and lines from movies. And I've been saying it's showtime, you know, it's showtime, <laughs> like it ever is. since the movie came out. Yeah. Um, so so- <laughs> people have no idea what I'm saying.
0: Well, that's the thing. And that's what I like. For some reason, it just struck me like whenever I'd watch Better Call Saul, I would think how many people know what, you know, going on? and then you had Vernon Fossy that came uh, or Vernon Fossy that came on FX. Like maybe like i thought okay now we're getting like a little back at, into to bob fossey so like let's get some fossey in here
2: <laughs> awesome well i mean reading the book there's just so much great information um on on each film and i learned a lot of stuff that i didn't know thinking i knew as you know as much as you guys do about these films um and i don't want to spoil it because i definitely want people to buy it it's it, you have to but was there anything that you were while you were researching that you found out that was just like totally surprising, shocking, or I had absolutely no clue about that.
0: Um I don't know if it was when we were researching this, but I feel like uh when like stuff that I've learned about the Godfather and the making of the Godfather, like I feel like that's one movie. And I, I did watch The Offer, um, you know what I mean? And that kind of gave you a little bit more. But I feel like there's always something new to learn about The Godfather for some reason, mm-hmm. as much as like how it's probably the most, like one of the most written about movies, like of all time, you know, and dissected. But the, the background and the making of it and like the fact that it actually got made, you know what I mean, is sort of miraculous. The fact that we have the cast that we have in that is miraculous Mm -hmm. um and and (laughs) we actually we do a lot of on mental floss um especially when there's like a a new show on or or a movie that's that is like historic or at least like mostly based in history so something like the crown or the offer when that was uh on we were doing a we do a lot of like Wait, did Frank Sinatra and Mario Puzo really get into like, like a, like head, have like into a fight? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, yeah, they did. So it's just kind of like little things like that. Um, but I feel like that's the one that's coming to mind just because I did not, I did not know that that really happened. Um, you know, I I knew a lot about like the mob protests of the. Right. Um, <laughs> of the film and that like they weren't allowed to use like the term mafia and you know, it just, it's, it, I mean, really it's, it's, a, that to me is just a movie that is, that it ever got made. Like we should just appreciate that, you know, and, and accept the Godfather three, just for the reason that. Yeah. <laughs> got made.
2: I'm with you on that. Cause I, I I find it interesting you brought that one up because of all the, D, the DVD commentaries I've ever heard coppola's on the godfather dvd was just like that was my like you know dump of of incredible behind the scenes struggles that that man went through to to, yeah. to get the film made and it's just an extraordinary story um so yeah i'm glad to hear that that's uh that's the <laughs> yeah, one that so uh, it, interests it, you the
0: most and what was so hard too is like so because we did that it was like okay so now i can't do apocalypse now you know yeah. like because i put that in there and so it was like okay well we'll we'll do something on war movies you know and then um like we'll put those so it's <laughs> I, I keep saying somebody had asked me like if there's going to be like a second you know if we'll do a second edition i'm like I, I would love to because like what i call the cutting room floor of this of this book is like right. it's absolutely up here it's there's so many especially like i i'm definitely uh you know you probably notice like there's definitely like the big popular movies like the Back to the Future the things that you would expect to see but my taste in movies tends to be a little bit more obscure sometimes and you know I would love to just those are the kinds of movies I love to like introduce people to Um, you know like there's there's movies where you know somebody's like if they've seen it, you're like in shock um, and, and a good example of that I always use is uh, Owning Mahoney, um, which was with Philip Seymour Hoffman mm. and Mini Drive. I've
1: not seen it. <laughs> no. Wait,
0: you have not seen it or you have not
1: seen it we've not seen it you know we do it special here on forgotten films that people don't remember just like what you're talking about we do that every so often and I've not seen that one So it's
0: like nobody's seen it and it came <laughs> up actually I think it came out the same year as maybe Punch Drunk Love and Love Liza mm-hmm. had like several movies out and they all kind of like Philip Seymour Hoffman had like who was one of my very favorite actors of all time it's like he's like the john kazale to me like he mm. you know anything he's in i can't take my eyes off of what he's doing in the scene even if he's just sitting in a chair and the actions over here i'm watching what he's doing <laughs> um that's like one of those movies that we still have like on dvd because we're always like here, take this and watch it, because it's probably not, you know, playing, playing anywhere. But stuff like, oh uh, gosh, yeah, there's so many movies like Exotica, an old Adam Mcgoyan movie, which totally looks like a porn and on the cover. <laughs> like that's probably why I know he's like watching it. It is not, it is like this very, you know, layered deep, like just amazing, like independent film. So I did have to like, you know, go against sort of my, my, uh, my instincts. And really, again, this was like very much a team effort. So I really wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody, and we're a small team, you know, at Mental Floss and we're a very tight knit team and, you know, well, we've kind of all been there for a long time. So you wanted to make sure, um, you know, that everybody that. Has the movies they love, like got that movie in there. And it's, you mentioned before, it's funny, you mentioned Rocky is like our sports movie. I hate Rocky. No. Fun fact, fun fact I hate Rocky. And oh, wow. Right, maybe, maybe hates a strong word, but like, I've just sort of, I love to make fun of it because my husband loves it. And, <laughs> the oh. one of our you know my colleagues really really loves it so it's just a movie that I'd like to even like go even harder on how much I hate it um <laughs> it's kind of a joke but it's like yeah that's a movie just it's it's not my movie <laughs> um, <I love> <laughs>
1: okay I, I, I'm not gonna it. say it I'm not gonna say it but I just want to say one thing okay and you had when you were writing the book you had no idea that you were ever going to come on a podcast with the star of the film, but there was no mention of Escape to Witch Mountain on your Disney list. So what is up with that?
0: <laughs> hey, we, do have, we have a scary Disney list actually. And it has Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, lovely. <laughs> we do. We have a like a scary Disney movie list. Wait, were you really escape to, to Witch mountain? Sorry so were you really an escape to, to which he's a star
2: oh yeah I'm I, I played I, Tony Kim Richards uh, played my sister
0: <laughs> I have not seen that movie in so long and it's funny because <laughs> we do have this list of like I think it was we did it when Disney plus launched because they brought like everything back yeah and I my uh, like I said I was I was like looking at you know i was watching charlie chaplin movies when kids were watching disney movies so i feel like my <laughs> my disney movie is like i feel like i'm woefully like you know uh, behind on my disney movies
2: <laughs> that's so funny because now you say that i was i was a similar young consumer of movies escape to which mountain would not have been a movie i would have gone to see had i not been in it
0: <laughs> I, I know that i've seen it though and now i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna go watch what when we have it. now i'm gonna be like oh my gosh i know this guy <laughs> hey there you go <laughs> um Yeah, now see if I'd known this, then it would have been like, it would have been the first book. We would have- Now in the sequel,
1: right? Well, I want to get back to the time travel category. Okay, we just Uh, just did a special in our time travel, favorite time travel movies. And I was so happy that you included like Final Countdown as well as Time Crimes on your list. Not enough people know about Time Crimes. It's such a fantastic movie. So a, a couple of questions. What made you choose that one? And were there any that almost made the list? And a follow-up question. How could we leave off the wonder that is Hot Tub Time Machine? Okay. That-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like Hot Tub Time Machine. I love it. <laughs> I won't <laughs> lie. I do, uh, I do like it. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as, I think that was one too where I kind of opened it up. You know, it's like, hey, all right, we're doing this time travel movies. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I, I don't even rem- I should pull open it up to see what we have on there because I feel like my pick was uh, I don't even know what my pick was um, I'm trying to think but I can't remember anything that I feel like we we went and Bill and Ted I have it here
1: Bill and Ted oh, yeah. Final Countdown Frequency great movie also Oh yeah
0: that that was actually probably my that was a great one.
1: Men in Black Three, Primer, Somewhere in Time, another one we love, Time After Time, Time Cop, Time Crimes, and Transfers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that I I went with Frequency on that one because that was one of those movies. Um, I've talked about this recently too. We've been we've talked a little bit about like marketing of movies and how some movies are so mismarketed, and mm. you have no idea what they're about. And I feel like that was like one of the most egregious examples of just like a movie that they did not market well at all because it just looked some like some cheesy like movie that i would never watch and then i watched it and i was like this is a damn good movie like more people should be watching this um but yeah i'm trying to think what else uh, when i think time travel i go right to doctor who so i go to tv mm-hmm. my uh, in my mind. Uh, Bill and Ted was probably one that I, I needed to see in there. Um, yeah, there there are a lot that that I feel like, in, in any of these categories, there are probably a hundred titles that it was like, okay, I really got to cut this book down from a million pages? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like-
2: oh. <laughs> well, so. I mean, have have you, have you heard from readers or other people at Mental Floss who have argued with you over your choices?
0: No, not so much argue. Like we've definitely, I've talked to people like, how could you not include this title? And I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> yes, the not
2: you... includes. That makes no yeah, sense. It's yeah. sort
0: of like, if, if only you knew like the, you know, like the list of, I mean, I would say my original, because we did 50 years, the original list was like, I mean, <laughs> 50 years times how it like it was probably it was it it could have numbered in the thousands to be really honest with you because i'm a total nerd basically (laughs) Uh, but so one of the things that i i really tried to be conscious of in putting the book together was to number one not make it so skewed to my own taste and to make it like a bit more you know Uh, general like and I told somebody the other day too that another movie that I don't like and people always are like what is Jurassic Park movie that Mm. I don't I don't enjoy I'm, I'm holding
1: back my gasp
0: what? I,
1: back a gasp.
0: I love telling. I love telling people that because every like if we when we when it's brought up in meetings at mental <laughs> loss, people like basically give me like stink eye, you know, <laughs> just because like I'm the movie person. But I'm like, I man, whatever. Um, but yeah, so one of the things we did, I wanted to make sure because I told you that there one the big first big piece of feedback was like way too many horror movies, and the second. <laughs> piece of feedback was way too many 70s movies um and so i really did try to make a very conscious effort to like okay each decade is going to get like the same amount of you know like the same amount of space or the 2010s we gave a, probably has a little bit less space although we did do with like uh the sidebar we kind of did more movies there it was like 40 or 50 movies you know from the 2010s just because we're we're not as far removed from that so it felt like we could we could kind of explore more a bit with like the past movies um but you know it was looking to to make sure like we had all of like enough genres like represented that it wasn't all um you know basically wasn't all old. <clears throat> men which you know especially when you go back in time it's like that's what you get a lot of you know I mean you don't have to go back in time frankly for that like you know what I mean that that's what you get for directors so um it was kind of balancing you know I I wanted to make sure that like that that the filmmakers but also like the film genres the the decades like that it was it was well balanced and it wasn't all bored <clears throat> because yeah like if it was just if it's like hey here this is your book write anything you want it's just like all 70s and 80s movies probably and it's like just like here here's you know a 100 movies Robert Altman and like Al <laughs> Ashby um like I'm big like Alan Pakula like I'm like the sort of um paranoid 70s movies or like that's that's my jam
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so like anything that kind of falls into like new hollywood 70s movies like those were the movies that sort of made me love film in a lot of ways even though I didn't I saw them you know I saw them later in life uh they're sort of what made me become very like serious about movies and and wanting to know the craft and not just again not just looking at a movie like oh hey that was entertaining um but i look at like you know i'm fascinated by the cinematography by the editing by choices people make um you know there are certain shots in movies where i'm just like oh like my heart stops you know what i mean like like it's movies have such an emotional impact on me and again not just through the acting um you know it's like like i still get like my heart rate sort of goes up when I watch like the Copa scene and and Goodfellas. Like mm-hmm. I just I can't not watch that and <clears throat> be like so thrilled that film exists. You know what I mean? And that like filmmakers like Scorsese exist and and just do these things. Like I I have like a visceral reaction to movies. So yeah. Gosh, I am such a dork, and that is what's going to be in the comments here. And yes, you're right, anyone that wants to say (laughs) something.
1: We we could probably talk about Scorsese films for like a a whole hour. (laughs) Maybe maybe more. But uh, speaking of Scorsese, which I, uh, we'll talk about a genre that he seems to hate. I want to talk about the superhero. Marvel. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. So they're everywhere today. And you mentioned some great ones in the book, but I always tell, tell my kids, you know, I, I'm like the old one, you know, back in my day, you know, they weren't the event that they are now. And the first big one that I, my time, like was probably Superman with Christopher Reeve. Um, and then to me, it was Michael Keaton's Batman that probably, to me, ushered in the new wave. Yeah, like the
0: darker kind of right. Yeah.
1: That, that hit that struck the you know the public consciousness and everything. But with Keaton, it seems that he changed the perception that actors couldn't work in superhero films without being typecast. And that's kind of what happened with Christopher Reeve. So, what what are some of your thoughts about how the genre has changed in general?
0: Yeah, I think I actually think you you make a really good point and so christopher reeve like that's what we think of we think of him as superman um you know and then he'll do something like somewhere in time or whatnot or um uh my brain is not working of course uh remains of the day is that the i'm trying to think of like the you know where he's like he'll do like a period piece or something where um you know just where he's a fine actor and, and all of these things um but we think of him as superman And so, you know, obviously, I I think it's pretty well known that not just having to fight to get Michael Keaton into that role, you know, because he was at that point a comedic actor. But like, it's it's something that's, it's funny that that's continued because then you have Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, you know, and like the fight to get him cast in that. Um, I do think that, you know, it's i i i like the marvel movies um there are some that i have not seen um you know i i'm not somebody who's like oh i gotta buy my tickets like a month ahead for like you know i usually will like wait till the till the crowds die down or i might wait till it's on tv you know to see it um i i like what with with the marvel movies i thought i absolutely loved iron man so like Mm, i mean i think i think nolan's dark knight movies are just like they're amazing like those especially like the dark knight rises i feel like is one of those movies that when it's on like you can't turn it off especially if you turn if you like comes on right at the beginning and it's like the the little bank scene it's like Mm. you you just can't turn it off it's one of those movies um I think what's interesting is that you know because Burton you know and like then Nolan sort of showed that like hey these can be real movies you know they're not Flash Gordon as much as I love Flash Gordon like guilty love it um, uh, you know, but they don't have to be campy as much. And again, like you look at like Bat- the old Batman TV show. I like I love it. I still watch it. like it's one of my favorite things to turn on really late at night is like old school Adam West Batman. Um but because of the themes that the comics, you know, like th- that they deal with, they're not like super campy, you know what I mean? like they used to be a little bit more like poppy and campy and so now it's like we can actually take these and you know i it's here's the thing do i agree with with uh with scorsese sort of calling out like all marvel movies is like mm-hmm. not cinema no oh did i just go off no, no you're here okay uh oh i had something else pop up um <laughs> i i don't agree with that, but I do think, uh, so like we chose as like our, the movie to feature, um, I believe we did Black Panther, which me was like of of all of the movies, again, I loved Iron Man, but I feel like Black Panther like didn't need to be part of like the Marvel cinematic universe to to be as big a hit as it was. I feel like it was just a really good movie and it Mm. was well directed and it was all not that any of the others are not what i'm finding now i was very excited for doctor strange too i does seem like marvel's trying to go in a little bit of a different direction and i was excited for it well number one i definitely like like benedict cumberbatch (laughs) but (laughs) as anyone that knows me knows but uh i was really more like for for uh sam raimi um, because I like I liked his, well, especially the first Spider-Man, I thought he did a very good job of sort of bringing back like the camp and the fun, but also it was, it's Sam Raimi So like, I'm going to pretty much, you know, like what he does. Um, so I loved it. Like they, that they did that and they brought in this sort of like, he's not new blood, but new, new Marvel blood to kind of make a movie. But then I also felt like it didn't fit what Marvel has sort of kind of created now. You know what I mean? So they've created a certain like expectation in, in what those movies are. And to me, Doctor Strange didn't quite fit within that category. It's like, you know, you're using practical effects. You're doing all the things that I love about Sam Raimi and what Sam Raimi does but they're also building in so many references to like the previous movies that they don't feel as standalone. Like it doesn't feel like I could just go see this movie and not have seen like every TV show and movie that they've created. Um, like, so it's, it's too much to me of like a, of a universe at this point. Um you know, like, I I was like, wait, so Scarlet Witch is bad? Like, I, I didn't watch Vision, so I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know, like, what the backstory was. And to me, that's, and I, I feel like maybe that's part of, like, what what Scorsese's complaint is, that it's, like, it's just, it's, like, an ongoing saga. So you really do. It's, like, you better watch all, like, 30 of these movies, <laughs> those, or else you're only going to get, like, half of what's going on. <laughs>
1: Well, you definitely enjoy it more if you get the, all the things right.
0: All the yeah, way yeah. I mean, but but I, you know, I I definitely like enjoy their movies. I mean, I think that uh, they've they've created it's just like a very fun, you know, sort of universe that they've mm-hmm. created. I just wish it wasn't so tightly interconnected. <laughs> that It was like they were a little bit more standalone. You
1: know. Well, I do want to discuss also briefly the '80s movies, which is one of my favorite decades for films. I love most of your choices. I'm not sure I would have included others. <laughs> That's irresistible. Come on, but which I right? lay them
0: on me. I'm, I'm I can take it.
1: <laughs> I wanted to get specific. I like you know we've discussed this before. I would and we've had a, a guest from there too. I would not have included Heather's as one of the best of the '80s. But, I love but I which love one left, left out? <laughs> I know, my daughters love Heather's too. They adore Heather's. They've watched it so many times. I Love it. And, and I, I to them like always. I didn't like it back then. And you guys are loving it now. But.
0: I get, wait, and it's funny though that people, like, I didn't even know people were still kind of watching it. Although there was going to be the TV show. There was also
1: the musical as well.
0: Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, But which ones were left out of
1: the 80s ones?
0: Oh, I have this, to... Just the cut. I have to, I have to look at a, I, I have to grab my copy of the book here. Hold on. I got to <laughs> look at my page of 80s. I mean... Hold on. I'm I'm looking here for. Um,
1: I don't know if I would have included ordinary people as one of the best of the '80s. <laughs> so you to- know
0: what? It, it, it's funny because you know what you the. I think that ordinary people obviously it's very different from Heather's, but. I feel like what's coming out there is that I I like really depressing <laughs> movies. <laughs> I like very dark, depressing movies, apparently. Um, you've you've actually figured out my secret. that's uh, one of these lists that it, that it encourages debate on this. And that's and that's actually what makes the that so much fun to me, really, is sort of like yes like there are there are hundreds and hundreds of movies that are left out of that oh here we go okay i get my list here uh (laughs) i'm sorry i'm looking at it because i'm i don't remember what's in there um well (laughs) right off the bat i mean i see some kind of wonderful which is like the one that i went with for a john hughes movie but there's definitely a lot more john hughes movies that that could have been in there (laughs) and we were trying to like you know um again my 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 tastes tend to run dark and horror-ish so like video drone was 80s i believe right like i believe so yes yeah like i feel like i would have scared the hell out of half of like our readers if they were (laughs) like what is wrong with this person that wrote this book you know (laughs) um but you know so again i'm trying to keep a nice mix like a movie, do I have it in here? No, like one of my favorite 80s movie, like Splash. I don't yeah. like to this day. I and maybe it's like I feel like part of it is Eugene Levy and, and John Candy together, like just kind of their interactions together in that. Um do I have a spinal tap in here, right? I had to have spinal tap. Yes,
3: yeah,
0: you do. Okay, yeah. like don't tell me I like because I'm looking just at 80s and I feel like that was elsewhere. Um gosh there's there's so many I want I like hearing what you think I left out though too
1: let's see the 80s ones well again here's some of the things like I love it it's again it's all subjective I love Last Emperor not sure I would have included it in my top of the 80s <laughs> list there but um Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. What I didn't. see. This is me being unprepared. I'm gonna to have to stop yeah, looking Yeah, you, you <laughs> the host. You stumped over. the host. Yeah, yes. that was
0: my only goal on coming on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see you know, I'd have to look it up, and we're gonna. I am gonna have to do a best of '80s list <laughs> at some point. I'm yeah, just... <laughs>
0: you're gonna, and then I'm gonna read it and be like,
1: nope. They commented like, yep. "How can you say that?" Right.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely. Well, when was Escape from Witch Mountain? Was it in the eighties? Seventies, 70,
2: 70. uh 70, It was released in seventy-five. Yeah. I was
0: gonna say, then I was, I, le- I definitely left that off. The best of the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Just dump one host, kiss one's ass, basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, all the great categories you got in the book were there. What what were some uh, categories you considered but um, didn't decided not to include?
0: So the the biggest like lack of inclusion in this for me is foreign movies and Ah, yeah it was kind of like well even like documentary we just sort of do like grizzly man and then like a list of documentaries because that's another thing where i feel like i would have gone like wild with you know what i mean like the book could be like all documentaries um we ultimately decided with foreign films that like possibly that could be its own book um, which I would love to see happen because um, one of my very like when people talk about you know like favorite movies one of my very favorite movies is Cinema Paradiso oh. um, so yes. it, you know it's like it sort of started <laughs> there but I'm also like a I love you know like I'm an Italian neorealism like fan so I I like very much studied uh like old school genres so like you know the Bicycle Thieves and like Victoria De Sica movies but then like the French New Wave so there's just so much uh you know uh, like Jean-Luc Godard um I mean I have like pet. I should Belle de Jour is another one of like my very favorite movies and and my cat. I had a cat that was named after Catherine the mm-hmm. News character in it. And people would always be like, where'd that name come from? And I'm like, oh, just a movie about a you know housewife who works as a as a prostitute you know and it was just like okay And you know, i was probably like a teenager when i named my cat that or something um but yeah so it's that was probably like the hardest one not to include but it felt like and again documentary i still feel like it's in there but like it feels incomplete to me because that's just like, again, it's, it's own book, um, to me. And it's, it's a, um, it's a genre that's like very close to my heart, but, but foreign films too. Um, I was lucky enough to, you know, grow up. I grew up just outside of Boston and we had a really, you know, a lot of theaters that did a lot of foreign movies. And I became very interested in them. Like, again when I was younger um so like I I was just kind of like a born and bred movie geek and not really I was kind of the weirdo and like the outcast in my house where it was like let's go see Indiana Jones again and I'm like oh but there's this new I mean I was watching like making my parents take me to see Woody Allen movies when I was as a kid you know, I was like, no, can we go see Hannah and her sisters?
3: Um, you know,
0: and it was like, nobody was, I am forced them to, to just sit through a few, you know, but um, so I, I definitely had like, I was definitely awed um, in terms of my taste. On
1: well, the same topic, I mean, you, I heard you in another interview, you and I are very much kindred spirits in one thing. I heard you in another interview talk about your love of British comedies which I love I I, I put yes. me down in front of anything and it doesn't matter what it is if it's a British comedy I'm there so will there be
0: something on that oh it's- my gosh that's like my dream actually even just like just British TV even is like <laughs> like that would be my dream really to be honest with you like I actually the other day I'm always looking like for like upcoming anniversaries of like things that like oh what can I peg something to um, you know so that i can write about you know i do we include we i feel like we included in the loop um in maybe the political movies because i probably that's one or like the death of stalin so um yeah like that's definitely it but also like british period pieces british anything is yeah. <laughs> uh, if i was in my in my oh, I'm not, I'm not even in my office right now. Um, Yeah, there would be just way too many pretentious, like random British things lying around my, um, my, my office that people are like, are you English? It's like, no, no, I just, I just wish I I think I am. Um, But yeah, oh gosh, now you just got me like just picturing doing like a whole Monty Python book and that, I'm just gonna say, if you need contributors for the British one, you know where to find
1: you know us. <laughs> I,
0: I I can't imagine that's like a dream. That's a
1: dream project, really. But, but no, so will there be a sequel for this book?
0: Um, I do not know for i mean it's definitely something where when we when they were cutting out my 2000 movie suggestions and when we're cutting them down to you know a 100 or whatever um that it was like we could do these in another book so <laughs> it that was either to placate me or um you know just get me out of their hair let's just um, shut her
1: up right now is that what Yeah like
0: <laughs> basically that's kind of what you need to do with me is just like, get me to get me to shut up <laughs> um it's it's not easy either so um i hope so um and if there, somebody was asking me the day like what would it be i was like I, you know we could go back in time. you know <laughs> another 50 years we could do another like this 50 i was like you know horror like you know would be just like the curious horror movie like that would be there's just so many things that i would i would totally be down to to write and do
1: well, if you do those, you're, we'd love to have you back to discuss them when the time comes. And you're, you're welcome yes. back anytime, as it is. But hey, you know,
0: listen, you just the, tell me the topic, and I'm here. This is fun. <laughs> I, I love, I love when I get to spend an hour of my day just talking <laughs> with fellow movie geeks. You know, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't feel like work, so it's nice. Well, again, we we appreciate
1: you so much for taking the time to come on today, and uh, again. Please go out and buy, this was such a great book. I really, we we spent time and as you see, it's fun to debate the topics as well. The the book is The Curious Movie Book, a miscellany of fantastic films from the past 50 years. And again, thank you, Jennifer, for joining us.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, I look forward to coming back and and debating whatever your choices (laughs) are when, when you get that 80s list together. Yes, absolutely. By the way, I, I should say Mac and me. I probably should have included that. Well, you have to just full runs. <laughs> but again,
1: this has been Pop Culture Retro. I'm Jonathan Rosen with Ike Eisenman. And again, a special thanks to Jennifer Wood. And please subscribe.
0: Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Retro, where no one was hurt during the making of this podcast.